We're back, baby. Here we go. Howdy. Podcast. Me and you. Again. Week two in a row. Whoop. I'm sorry for anyone that was maybe hoping for somebody else, but it's us <laughs> two. It's just us two and you're going to have to deal uh-huh. with that. Just kidding. It's just me again. You're going to have to deal with that. If you listened to last week's episode, thank you. We really super duper appreciate that. I appreciate that for anyone that is going to stick this out with me as I journey a new course and find a new voice for what the podcast is. My voice. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. Uh, You know, as we figure this out, you know, so if you listened to last week's episode, Hope you enjoyed it. And if you didn't, then chances are you're probably not here. Last week, we had talked a lot about movies and Mm -hmm. we had mentioned that we should do an episode on theme parks, okay, amusement parks. We go to a lot of theme parks and amusement parks. There's a difference Mm -hmm. if you didn't know. I don't know. We're going to talk today about theme parks and amusement parks. Brian's going to tell us about it. You don't know the difference between (laughs) theme parks and amusement parks? No, what's the difference? So a theme park would be like a Disney World or a Universal because it is a themed park to something specific. Kennywood or Cedar Point would be amusement parks because they don't have one cohesive theme. rides. And that is the difference as far as I understand. But tomato, tomato, as they say. I just kind of used the terms interchangeably, but now I know. I think that a theme park can also be an amusement park, but I almost feel like if you were to use them interchangeably, now thinking about it, you might not be able to call an amusement park a theme park. It depends on how nuanced you want to get, (sighs) but probably not. I guess it would also depend on the park. Yeah. Because there are some parts of, say, Cedar Point that are undoubtedly themed. There's like the whole frontier town Right. If you get in a kiddie land, you got like... Thomastown at Kennywood. That's a theme. <laughs> That's what makes Kennywood a theme park. Yeah. Thomas the Thomas Town. Oh, then, Lord. And then, I don't know, they do the Horror Nights thing, the, that Fright Nights stuff, and that makes it themed. So during those times, is it a theme park? And not other times? I think it's really dumb. To nitpick the the nuance between those two, I was even just kind of yanking your chain a little bit when I had. Thanks for that. Brought it up earlier. Oh, anything to yank your chain to on camera? Create more inner conflict. <laughs> yes. Inner of, turmoil. Of course, that's that's what I'm here to do. <laughs> so, I don't want to turn this into like the Disney podcast because last week we did talk about movies, but a lot of it was Disney. As a couple, we've both been to uh, Walt Disney World and Disneyland. So we have plenty of things that we could say about both. But I would say, let's save that for the later end of the conversation. And I say, why don't we just start this talk with Kennywood? Okay. I love Kennywood. I think you love Kennywood as well. We both really, really like Kennywood. Yeah. The Jackrabbit is Stacy's favorite ride at Kennywood. It is. It's definitely my all-time favorite roller coaster, hands down. I've once said that if they ever decided that they were going to knock it down, I would chain myself to it. And I stand by that. 
I have a really hard time uh, determining what my favorite ride at Kennywood is. I lean towards Thunderbolt. Okay. But I mean, the Phantom's great. And I love the Jackrabbit as well. The Jackrabbit is definitely the most unique roller coaster experience at Kennywood, if not one of the most unique roller coaster experiences of any that I have yeah. rode personally. Um, I don't think that I have rode very many more roller coasters than Stacy has. My amusement slash theme park exploration at the level it is these days really didn't start until me and Stacy started gallivanting around together, to be honest. It was kind of one of those situations where like you showed me the things that you liked and then we're just like, ah, let's yeah. do more. Any theme park that I had been to without Stacy, I took Stacy to. And then we were like, well, we got to go to more theme parks. Fill in the spaces. I think it's safe to say, at least roller coaster wise, we've pretty much rode all of the same rides. So going back to the Jackrabbit, I do mm-hmm. think it's safe to say that um, for both of us, I mean, it's her favorite roller coaster on the earth. So I think it's definitely a, a unique experience. And uh, most of the people that are listening or watching to this, I'm sure they're Pittsburgh people. And I think I'm always surprised that a lot of people that we know personally, it's not uncommon for people that we know in Pittsburgh to be like, I don't remember the last time I was at Kennywood or I haven't been to Kennywood in forever. Yeah. And it's really bizarre to me because it's like such a little easygoing park to go to and just like ride a couple rides, maybe eat some shitty food and like have a nice time. Um, and they do like the evening passes and everything. I just wonder if it's because, um, I mean, whenever you become an adult, uh, life gets life, life, life kind of brings you down a little bit, but also, um, I don't know, like ticketing prices and stuff. I just wonder sometimes if like people just don't like get what we get out of a theme park. Yeah, it's always been kind of like a little bit romanticized for me. I mean, and Kennywood is an interesting park because there's a lot of very, very old things there. Like, you know, you have the Jackrabbit, which we've talked about, which is a very, very old roller coaster right next to the Steel Curtain. Like they're right next to each other. And that's, you know, a very new roller coaster, a roller coaster that broke some, you know, pseudo world records, blah, 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 blah. But it's a very different thing. Yeah. And aesthetically, it's interesting to see how like the park still has some very old school aesthetics mm-hmm. and new school aesthetics that look like shit. Like the <laughs> curtain is an awesome roller coaster, but it looks like shit. I don't like the way that modern steel roller yeah, coasters Yeah, they didn't look. really... They, whenever they put new roller coasters in, it doesn't seem like they like landscape them the way they they used to. It's not really built into the train or anything. It's just kind of like, here's a cement slab. We're going to throw a steel machine on it. Yeah. And put people on it and just whip them around. And like, that's fun and great and all, but like part of the fun for me and what I look forward to is like, I want that landscaping and I want the lights and I want... Yeah, I, I think that there's just, there's so much more to be done potentially when you're theming a ride other than just like, yeah, building it on top of basically a concrete slab. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a little bit of a bummer. And I think that's like, if I have like any critique of a park like Hershey Park, I think there's a lot of fun rides there. Yeah. But for something that you think that it would be a lot funner themed 
than it is. Hershey used to be fun themed and it was a theme park in my opinion, but they changed the entire um, entrance of it. And that bummed me out because it used to look like a, a cute old German town whenever sure. you walked in. Now it's just kind of like, what? Yeah, now it looks and like a shopping mall. then they put in that, what is it called? Uh, the Candemonium. The Candemonium. That and that sounds like a fun name and everything, but it literally is just like right when you walk into the park, it's right in the middle of everything and there's nothing around there's it. Zero it's not theming. even cute. There's just like, candy logos. Yeah. It's like... It's not cute. Hershey Park should be a theme park like we were talking about, yeah. right? But it's really just an amusement park. It's kind of bland and colorless and dull. And I do enjoy Hershey Park. Me and Stacy have been to Hershey Park a few times. I, I don't even know how many times. It's been several. Many. Um, and we always have a good time when we go, for sure. But in terms of like being lost in this like uh, what you would hope to be like this cool candy storybook environment. It's right. just not that. It just feels like it, it's just bland. The rides are right. fun, but like it could be so much more if it had that yeah. of environment. A park that I think was really good that we've been to that is is not a theme park by any means, but it's a very pretty amusement park mm -hmm. bush gardens williamsburg bush gardens was great it was very small we went for a couple of days which was not needed because it's so small yeah. um you could absolutely knock it out if you have like quick lane passes or whatever you want to call them you don't have to i think if you are willing to spend the day in the park and stand in the lines you could still probably do everything in bush gardens in one day yeah but we were just talking about like parks that are pretty like the whole landscaping of Bush Gardens mm -hmm. is gorgeous. And it's really nothing more than just trees. Landscaping. Basic and landscaping. Some flowers. Plants and, some and flowers. And like there's some decent, cute theming on um all the stuff. I guess in a way it is kind of a theme park because they have everything think, in like there's like the German land right. and, and everything's kind of like categorized. Like, but they're all like they're all like really tiny. Uh -huh. Um it's a really cool park. It's it's really great. I would honestly go a lot more if it wasn't so far away. It's like just right. far enough away that it's like, well, I don't know if I'd go out of my way to like go there again. Nine hour drive or something. Seven, like seven and a half. Okay. I don't think I would go out of my way just to go there again. But if we were ever passing through or just for some reason it was on the trajectory of something, mm -hmm. I would gladly go again. It was a really cute park. It was cute. They also have a, a new roller coaster that they're opening there this sure. year. Um, that's supposed to be pretty badass. And I can't remember the name of it. But it, it was like built when we were there. It just wasn't open. I don't know if the track was done, but it was there. Pantheon. That's what it's called. Pantheon. So I think that um, it's time to skip over to a state that most Pennsylvanians give way too much hate. A state that has been nothing but good to me and Stacy alike. The good old state of Ohio. Oh. And uh, let's start. At Kings Island. Kings Island's hard though, because a lot of what I remember from Kings Island, even though it was a fun trip, I just remember being sick. <laughs> yeah. For, you know, personal story time, Stacy um, gets heat sick. You make vampire jokes like, oh, she's heat sick. She can't be out in the sun for yeah. too long because she'll die. Well, now as a result of that Kings Island trip, we are very... Um, very much more 
precautious. I'm better at planning. About when we go out of town to theme parks because, uh, yeah, that trip did not treat Stacy very well. No, it but was bad. Regardless of that, um, I thought there was some great stuff at Kings Island. Uh, mm-hmm. The highlight of Kings Island is the Beast by by all accounts, uh, easily one of the coolest and funnest and most unexpected roller coasters I had ever rode. I think there's a lot to be said about not doing too much research before you go into something. Yeah, go uh, in blind. Because we fun. had, no, I, I mean, when it comes to like Disney, the thing that sucks about going to places like Disney World or Disneyland is that you actually kind of need to do a little bit of research beforehand otherwise you're going to be totally lost because those places are so fucking big but with king's island we just went and you know i had heard of the beast but i was not sure what we were getting into and it is a great great experience it's a really really cool yeah the beast was really great i honestly if i had to rate roller coasters again beast would be my number two really it would really it absolutely one thousand percent we Wrote it both in the daytime and at night. Both times I was exhilarated and enthralled and very excited. Um, can I tell them about? Can can I tell them about it? You can tell them about whatever you want. Okay. It's well, it's bomb, and the whole coaster is set up like going in and through like the forest, basically landscaping. Yeah, landscaping. There's trees. It's amazing. Um, but like you can't see anything else around it except for like, I think there's one point where you can see maybe one of the other roller coasters off in the distance, but like it's trees and it's kind of, it's supposed to be set up like something's chasing you through the, through the forest. And there's points where like you're going through a tunnel and it's like loud and rumbling and it sounds like something's growling at you and just they they really do a really good job even though there's like minimal atmosphere it still kind of like puts you in a place if that makes any sense at all that's easily one of those rides that like riding it in the day is fun and yeah. riding it at night is like a whole nother you can't see anything when you ride it at night it's yeah. so fun yeah um because there's no lights or anything it just straight is like they're throwing you on this train car through the woods and I was just like it's just like oh this is different (laughs) oh um so yeah I mean you know we're just kind of jumping around a bit talking about this theme park and that theme park trying to tie things together um I think that a park that kind of is okay with its landscaping um and eh, I'm a little push and pull about it, but they usually do a good job during Halloween is the other great Ohio park, Cedar Point, which um, this beer that we're both about to sip for the first time, we actually picked this up the last time we were at Cedar Point. It's from a brewery called Twin Oast. It's in Port Clinton, Ohio, which is about 25, 30 minutes outside of Sandusky, a little more north. Um, really cute brewery, kind of in the middle of nowhere. Really pretty landscaping. Again, theming of the podcast. Anyways, we're going to drink this beer for the first time. It's called Sugar Rock. It's a uh, Belgian style double. I think there's like 
candy sugar and stuff in it, obviously, which is why it's called Sugar Rock. Things and stuff. So uh, let's read this. Sugar Rock is our take on the Belgian double. Using Belgian candy sugar and authentic yeast strange, which bring forth familiar tones of chocolate, dried cherries, and caramel or caramel, depending on whatever fills your boat. This bottle has been corked and caged to capture carbonation from a secondary fermentation, lending a softer, more natural effervescence. It's always fun to see the word effervescence written out. How do you even, how do they spell it? How does it? It's down there. Bottom paragraph. Whoa. It's like. More natural evanescence. More natural evanescence. (laughs) Let's, uh, let's, let's bring ourselves to life. And go under as we uh, sip this and become my immortal. So Cedar Point, um, I fucking love Cedar Point. Um, You know, it's not, it's, it's a very, it's not the cutest park. During uh, Halloween, they usually do a pretty good job. When we went during pan- when job. we went during the pandemic, and understandably was a little under decorated. It was kind of butts um, during the pandemic, just because they didn't do any of like the haunts or anything. So it was just kind of like the uh, bare minimum decorated, and like they they really didn't do anything. Um, and like they had some weird thing with like ticketing for the two big roller coasters, and like I don't know, it wasn't. We weren't happy. Yeah, that trip was kind of a bust, but we did go this past yeah. um, October and it was a lot of fun. It was. Um, I think that even outside of their Halloween stuff though, like you cannot deny like the amount of good rides that that park has. Right. And like that's definitely not a one day park. Even no. if you have skip the line passes. It's still not like, I don't, I mean, unless you're like a trooper and you can physically handle it, mm-hmm. maybe you could do it in one day, but that's a lot to do. In right. One day. If you just want to be in a park for a whole day and you don't get heat sick like me and you have to hide from like noon to whatever while the sun's at peak. You know what um, I think? You know what I think if we're talking about amusement parks versus theme parks, I think what really could make the difference between the two sure. is like, Places is, this, to hide. <laughs> is this a place that you could just be at and not need to ride rides to have a good time? I guess that's fair. You know, like, I feel like if I lived in Williamsburg, Virginia, like I could genuinely walk around Bush Gardens. Yeah, I could see that because it's like nice and shaded and yeah. it doesn't didn't really like feel like it was like disgustingly like hot at any point. And mm-hmm. when did we even go? When when was that? It was I, like June or July. We did go in. So it was did, in summer. We did go over the summer. Um, but yeah, I don't remember exactly when. But yeah, it was. It may have even been earlier than that. It may have been like May. Like yeah, May or June. But anyways, um, you know, you could definitely do that at the Disney parks. Um, and the reason why I'm, I was asking myself this, I was like, could I just hang out at Cedar Point? No. You know, you wouldn't want to just hang out I at Cedar Point. Couldn't, I couldn't do it. They're Physically really... could not. I there's nowhere for me to hide. <laughs> uh yeah, I guess there really isn't anywhere to just like chill. No. But that's mainly because like that park, I don't know if you can like take very many steps without there being another ride. It's pretty jam-packed with stuff and it's a yeah. lot of good stuff. Like you can go and hide in the Starbucks or something that, that, yeah, for a little yeah, bit, but like that doesn't really even count. then, like 
people pack in there because it's Starbucks. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't think Starbucks counts. It's just going to smell like old milk in there. Right, but like. I don't know, as far as places with like air conditioning and like places that you can actually like sit down and like have a snack or something and just kind of like escape the sun for a little bit. There really isn't much and there's yeah. not much shading from trees. There's not I mean, many just plants. Like, like sitting down somewhere like and we're, we're getting to Disney, the Disney parks, but like at Disneyland, I feel like I don't know if there's a part in Disneyland anywhere that mm-hmm. I couldn't just like sit and enjoy right. it like it's on another world in yeah terms it of was theming. really freaking cute um but, i'm mad for never having gone before but grateful that i had gotten to go yes but before we get too far ahead of ourselves <laughs> uh cedar point you know maybe not the cutest place in the world by any means during halloween it is cute yes. i would definitely recommend going it's not really cute it's spooky um, don't say cute. I think it's cute. It's, it's maybe it's, cute to some. It's my kind of cute. That's the, that's the new name of my podcast. That's fair. It's my kind of cute. My kind of cute um, with Brian and Stacey. Wow. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I feel like whenever we go during like their, um, I don't even remember what they call it. What do they call it? Hollow Weekends. They're hollow weekends. Um, whenever they have those, it's, I just, I really like it because they have like the haunts and stuff in like the corn maze. And then there's that part of the park where um, they have it so that like kids can't go there, which they didn't have it blocked off this time. So it wasn't as scary as it had been the first time we went. Mm. Um, but there's usually, or at least the first time we went, there was a part of the park that was supposed to be heckin' scary and they had like red lights and just scare actors galore and you're not allowed to go past these points in the park unless you're like 14 or older um, because it's too spooky. Yeah, that was fun. Um, and I really liked that because there was like a tavern right inside that. And the first time we went, we actually like went and kind of like chilled and had a beer at this tavern. And then like right as soon as you like walk out, there's like a scare actor that's like walking right behind you and like stalking you. Um, and it was pretty close to, it was pretty close to the corn maze too, right? Yeah. Yeah. All that stuff's in that, that area. Yeah. One thing, uh, two things that I want to shout out because we could talk about Cedar Point for a very long time. One is in relation to this past year's mm-hmm. event, Halloween Weekends, their um, carnival walkthrough that they had, the carnival hunt. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm, easily mm-hmm. like one of the coolest like pop-up They called walk- it the freak show. That's what it was called. That shit was- Oh, Yeah. Awesome. If you want to talk about like that was amazing. And it, there was so much attention to detail, so much more so than you would expect for anything that's right. like a pop-up like that. The actors in there were actually like stoked to be there and yeah. like were like on it. Yeah. It um it was it 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 was I mean, everything at Cedar Point's pretty good. And like, there was definitely a point too where it like felt like you were kinda kinda like you were walking through the Mutter Museum too, because there were so many oddities and things in jars and like mm-hmm. So much to look at and the actors and stuff again 
Um, they were so stoked to be there. They actually would kind of communicate with you, but like try to stay in character. And I'm one of those people that will like try to make you break character. Um, <laughs> Cause I'm a jerk like that. But um, also I'm just enjoying it. And like, if I see that you stay in character, it makes it more fun for me because like, and I don't know. I don't know. There's a, um, I don't know what it is. There's a, a, a vampire house at Cedar Point. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, Stacy was getting a little saucy with one of these uh, well, the first vampire time, women. Okay, so the first time we went to the vampire house, it was the end of our night and there was only like a couple of minutes to kill and we were like, okay, so do we hit this last haunt or not? And the it, we were the, like the last people to go through. It was just the two of us. And so we were outside discussing whether or not we were going to go in. One of the scare actors comes outside from like a side entrance and kind of like waves us on. So we were like, okay, well now we have to go um, because this beautiful like Victorian ghost lady is like luring us in. So we go in and automatically I feel at home. Um, everything about the aesthetic, I was just like, yep, I live here now. And there were vampires in there and they were all just like, it was like scary, but funny at the same time, kind of like witty and just like they were cracking jokes, but also like trying to spook you. Brian got like a plant wiggled at him. Um, and that was great. This time we go through there and there's this like saucy vampire that comes out of nowhere and she kind of like spooks Brian real quick, but then comes up at my neck and I just straight up and she just like lingered there. And I was like, are we about to kiss right now? And she just says, unfortunately, no. And then walks away. Like, who does that? I was like, oh, wait, a, just. Uh, uh. It was fun. Halloween is great. Um, the Play only, with my heart. That there's, there's so many great rides there. Um, the only thing that I want to shout out is um, my favorite roller coaster on planet Earth resides there. Steel Vengeance, hands down, the wildest, most fun ride I've I've ever rode in my life. Steel Vengeance is great. It's one of those ones. It's like it gives you everything that you want from a wooden roller coaster, but with the smooth the smoothness of a steel coaster. Yeah, it's since they did the that ride amps. fucking smacks. The one thing that is honestly great about Cedar Point in terms of um, visually is it it is like surrounded by Lake Erie. Right. So you do have like the Lake Erie, like the lakefront there that you can hang out on. It's mm -hmm. not really like the beach, but there is a beach. You can kind of like walk through it um, and kick you know, your feet in there's the sand. There's stuff where you can hang out and if it's nice wiggle, enough out, you could play volleyball. Wiggle also, your toes in the shoreline. And when you're on like all of those big rides, you're pretty much, depending on which ride you're on, sometimes right. like particularly like Millennium Force, mm -hmm. um, like you're surrounded by water when you're going up the lift hill. And it's really, really pretty, actually. Yeah. Like the park itself isn't that cute, but you are surrounded by water. And there are times in the park where it's really like a unique experience just because <laughs> of where it is located. If you're actually looking around and not getting blasted in the face by the sun. Yes. <laughs> yes. So um, I'm going to leave it on that for... Uh, Cedar Point, you know. I Which think park that, was Diamondback at? That's at Cedar Point too. Diamondback is at Kings Island. Kings Island? Okay. 
Well, back to King's Island, I really loved Diamondback. There's a point where it kind of like splashes you through some water and it just is a really pleasant ride, but I don't really need to speak much more about that. It's just, I really liked that one. There's a lot of cool stuff at King's Island, honestly. Um, But, you know, without just like, again, just naming off rides and being like, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Where was Veloster? Or Vol- not Veloster. Oh, Vol- Verbolton? Ver- yeah, where was that? That was at Busch Gardens. Where did we see that one? Oh my goodness. Yeah, Verbolton was You get to get in a sick. cool car and then yeah, it like, whips you through some shit. It's a really interesting combination of an indoor roller coaster slash dark ride and an outdoor roller coaster. Sure. And all of the indoor elements are like cool sets that are built. And it has that like thing that we didn't realize. It has one of those tracks that drops. Mm-hmm. Fucking... Fun. Loved. Um, loved yeah. that drop. Verbolton was really cool, but there's a lot of rides like there's a place called Universal mm-hmm. Studios in Orlando, Florida. <laughs> and they have um some like indoor dark rides, like that um Harry Potter rides, the Escape from Gringotts and the um Forbidden Journey. Those are both basically indoor roller coasters, but they're also dark rides, but they also rely very heavily on screen-based right, digital technology. But I'm not taking anything away from either of those no, rides. No, they were all really they're great. they're fucking sick. And what's even better than both those rides is the Spider-Man ride, which I think we may have talked about oh last God. week. Um, which was why we I was did. like, we, sh- we need to do a theme park episode. Now that we've been to Disneyland versus Universal, we can kind of talk to like Avengers Campus well, vers- versus the... Marvel situation that they have at Universal. Yeah. You know, I think that the Universal versus Disney is a very hot debate. And I right. think that that's something that we could like really dig into. I don't even want to consider them the same thing. They're two different. They are two different things. But if we're talking about comparing. I don't want to compare. Marvel Superhero Island at Universal's Islands of Adventure versus Disney's. Well, that's understandable. But at, like that's like old versus new. So we first we went to Universal and that was cool and dandy and I absolutely loved it. It reminded me of like the old, old school, like comic book art. Um, and I really enjoyed it for that aspect versus the Islands Adventure, California Adventure. It gets it, confusing. It with does. All naming, yeah. Ah, um, the new Adv- Avengers campus at California Adventures Disneyland in California. Um, they have more of like the modern, um, alternate universe sort of situation going on there. So I feel like the two are very different from one another, even though they're the same comic book universe. You know what I found really interesting about this and this honestly ties into our overarching theme of like theme park versus amusement park versus like um overall aesthetics and mm-hmm. like what makes you feel like you're a part of something yes when you're at universal marvel superhero island you feel like you're in a is comic that what book. they call it it's is called marvel, marvel superhero, superhero island. island yeah it's Superhero Island I don't think I realized on that. Islands of Adventure at Universal Studios, Orlando, Florida. It's too many words. But yes, it's called Superhero Island. I thought it was cute because like right outside of the 
Spider-Man ride. You go through the Spider-Man ride and it's amazing. And I cried a lot. We already discussed that. You get all of your Stan Lee cameos. There's like seven of them. Um, you can find them or not. And then you walk out and then like Dr. Doom and the Green Goblin are right there to scare you. Uh, I think that we really lucked out on that because they're not always they're there. They're not always there. The but the time first that time that we got them, to ride whole, it. The whole yeah. like week that we were there, that was the only time we saw them. So I got my picture taken. Of course, I had to. They're my dudes. Um, so I got I got lucky there. There's an arcade right next to it. Um, right where the arcade is and then it's like across from it is the Spider-Man ride. There's like another Doom ride. Did we ride the Doom ride? We didn't, we ride, didn't ride Dr. Doom's Doom Fearful. Um, but that was more like a uh, sort of it's like a drop tower. Drop tower sort, I don't really like those very much. Um, but in the arcade they actually have like a throne set up and everything so that whenever Dr. Doom's not out with Green Goblin he's he can be at specific times up in this arcade, which is very cute. And I didn't get to see him there, um, which I was a little bit bummed about, but we also didn't feel like waiting because we had a schedule. We had a itinerary. Mm -hmm. um, and um, they have like different, different times whenever you can meet superheroes and stuff too. I think you could meet Storm. There was a point where you could like meet Rogue. And I, every time we passed through there, I tried to find Rogue. I think but a lot of that stuff was we were kind of like cut back because of probably. COVID stuff. Um, they probably didn't have people to be people, um, which is fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but like, those are the people that I like the, the, the characters that I was looking forward to. Um, not that it like really should matter because I'm an adult and those are just people in costumes, but like, it's still kind of fun to see <laughs> because sure. like they're, characters from my childhood yeah. that I love. Um, I think that there is maybe a part of this whole um, thing that we have. I think where for me, it's playing a lot into a nostalgia. Definitely for nostalgia and maybe us, why we enjoy these things. I feel like a big part of this stuff is me finally being able to do having the resources and the time to do things that I wish I could have done as a kid. Right. But I never got to. That's fair. And now I'm doing it, even though I, uh, you know, I am an adult. Yeah. But I think that that's why it's still kind of fun to like, there's that part of your brain that's like, oh, there's Storm or there's Wolverine or whatever, because it's just like, it's like, a, it's tapping into uh just like an unfulfilled thing that maybe like when you were a kid, you're always like, fuck, I wish I could yeah. meet this character or be around this character. Oh, or like, like in a way, like maybe- little fantasy that you have when sure. you're a child. Or like, you know, like you, I mean, you have a lot more of a personal connection with um, Marvel and comic books right. with your dad and stuff. So, um, you know, I think that it's totally makes sense because there's that element of everything too. Right. You know, which... Because you know. it's like one of those situations where I wish that my dad could be here. And then it was also like one of those situations where, too, I kind of felt like my dad was there mm -hmm. um, by being able to interact with that um, in some kind of way. Um, I don't know. 
The um, the thing that I was talking about a few minutes ago before we got sidetracked by some goblin that's sitting across from me. Like goblin. The thing that was interesting <laughs> about Marvel's Superhero Island, yes, that's what it's called, versus Avengers Campus, when you're at Superhero Island, you feel like you're in a comic book. Right. And granted, Avengers Campus is not trying to be a comic book. It's trying to play more off of the movies. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel like I was in a movie for a fucking second. I felt like... The theming is cold. I felt like they did an okay job at the theming as far as like creating a movie environment. Each individual thing is cool. Like the Guardians of the Galaxy ride is cool. Right. That Spider-Man web slingers thing is cute. The The Pim Test Kitchen with all of the ant and a giant pretzels. Giant pretzels. Um, that was cute. Um, Doctor Doom's little thing was cute, they even didn't though have the a show. Doctor Doom. Doctor, where we saw that bullshit show that they did. Or not Doctor Doom. I'm sorry, Doctor Strange. Oh yeah, that was weird. It, <laughs> Wrong accom- doctor. Wrong doctor. Doctor Strange literally uh, didn't accomplish anything. Um. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like the th- it's like all there's all of this like individual theming and that like weird building yeah. where like. Uh, like Black Panther and like well, Thor that, and stuff. That brings me back to the point where like with the characters and everything at Universal, I felt like they were a little bit more warm than they were at Disney Adventures. Campus. Iron Man was nice when you met Iron Man. Iron Man was that- cool, but it was definitely one of those situations where they were just trying to like hurdle you through like cattle. Um, and he's just like, okay, like making cute comments and everything, but I kind of definitely got the vibe where they were just like, okay, like take your fucking picture and get out. Um, I think that, you know, my huge beef with that entire section of the park was again, like as a whole, it just didn't make sense. It didn't feel like it was really connected. Right. And then like also too, like, if you're going to compare... It was like the security people were like bitchy about different props and stuff that they had around and they're just like, oh, well, that cost mo- like millions of dollars and they used it for a poster. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're, um, they're, yeah and I, it was weird. Yeah, it just was really weird. Yeah, I I, I, I wasn't crazy about it. Um, I think that... Don't be bitchy, um, Adventures Campus. Again, like, you know, like the, the Pim Test Kitchen thing was cute. Um, the idea, the idea, <laughs> but the meal that we got was called the garden something and there was not a damn vegetable on the whole thing it was like a piece of vegan sausage you got like a scrambled egg that looked like it was microwaved it was like a a mcdonald's breakfast oh it was so silly but there was like literally no vegetables on it and then like you had like a sliver of a mandarin orange like yeah it was okay so the the point that just call it a vegetarian breakfast the the point that i'm getting at there is that it was cute, but I would never eat there again. No. The gimmick does, is not, you cannot return to that. Um, they I had, would eat a pretzel there. I would try it. Yeah, we just, didn't, we didn't just get... We because didn't, it sounds fun and dumb. And the drinks were cute. Yeah. I like... Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, that there's like like outside the of it, that's the, 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 the Pim tasting lab. They had little like beer cocktails and stuff. And that was fun. Mm-hmm. But again, like none of that is anything that I would like be rushing back for. Right. Um, but it was cute. Um, and then the Guardians of the Galaxy ride. They were weak drinks too. Which, oh yeah, they were definitely not strong. Um, the Guardians of the Galaxy ride, which was just um, the old shitty version of Tower of Terror because... Um, I didn't feel like it was shitty. Like compared, No, yo, compared. 
think compared, about this. Compared, sure. But like, I don't feel like it was shitty. I just... It was fine. And I'm, that's the only reason why... It was why, just an indoor drop tower. That's the only reason why I'm okay that they changed it. Because the Walt Disney World Tower of Terror is not just a drop tower. Because right. it takes you up and then there's actually like that dark ride element where you go through the building and then yeah. it does the drop. There's more, uh, there's more of an element. But then so that's, that's not why... That's why I don't particularly care that they changed the California Adventure Tower of Terror to Guardians of the Galaxy. Because for them to both be called the Tower of Terror and be such different rides, I don't right. think was fair to the original Tower of Terror, which is the Walt Disney World one. I understand that, but I also feel that it's not fair to compare them because I feel that the two Tower of Terrors were totally different rides at the same time, even though they were themed the same. Um, because one is a drop tower and one is not just... Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. Is um, like, I think that's why the Guardians of the Galaxy ride works as it is. Sure. I'd rather it be there than it being a not as good version of the Tower of Terror. Is all sure. I'm saying. You know, it, it really doesn't matter. Anyways, it's fun. Whenever you walk in, it's really fun because you get to see all of the collector's um, co- collection. Like, um, like a lot. <laughs> and that's kind of fun. It's all like in jars and boxes and like a lot of things at the Disney parks and Universal to some extent. Um, It's not all it's not uncommon for the queues to actually be as good, if not better than the ride. ride. One thousand percent. So, yeah, I definitely, you know. Think that the Guardians of the Galaxy ride is fine, right? Yeah. What's What's the other ride? In Avengers Campus, Spider-Man's Web Slingers. It's just a video game. Yeah, but I felt like that was fun and cute. It was fun. And I was really good at it. So <laughs> <laughs> it, it was fine. But would you like want to ride that again? Would you like- I mean I was really good at it? <laughs> Natural born web slinger right here. Um so Yes, I would ride it again, but only because it was fun for me. But I understand why maybe you wouldn't want to ride it again because you're in it for a ride versus like, I was just kind of like, like, okay, I'm ready to go. Let's play this game. It was fun. It was fun. It it just like, it's not like, I guess it's just not what I'm looking for when I go to a place. I was ready to flail my arms. Like, do you remember like, like, I feel like if there was a place that was like, a Chuck E. Cheese or like Discovery Zone or even like Dave and Buster's. Sure. Like those are like, though I feel like stuff like Web Slingers belongs in like a Dave and Buster's, which you couldn't do because you can't put a fucking whole ride in a Dave and Buster's. But like- It had to be a big ass Dave yeah, and Buster's. I don't, I just don't like that like game element. I don't, like whenever I'm riding something, I guess part of me and why I like uh, amusement theme park attraction so much is like when I'm riding it, I like being able to like analyze mm-hmm. all of like the layout of everything of the ride, seeing the decorations and uh, seeing like how like the track was built. What do the cars look like? There's all this like engineering stuff right. that I really Nerd enjoy. Shit and you don't want to have to think about playing a game well, too. That's the thing. Like even like if we hop over to, we're hopping around a lot, but hopping over to uh, Universal and the Men in Black ride, the alien attack, that was also like a, 
a shooting game where you get points. Yeah. But unlike Spider-Man Web Slingers, that's all basically just giant screens. Right. That was actually like all like animatronics and props in the Men in Black ride. And I just wanted to look at all of the animatronics. Like I didn't fucking give a shit about playing the game. I just wanted to see all the fun characters and well, stuff that were see, built. And when I'm at, when I'm I riding, like that when, for you. when I'm riding web me. slingers, when I'm riding web slingers, okay. let me finish. When I'm <laughs> riding web slingers, I just feel like I'm basically in a giant video game. Like I'm in like a Best Buy tech demo. Right. And like, it's just not for me. I can understand why people, especially maybe younger people, that are growing up maybe playing more video games and like then why that would appeal I did, to them. Why they would be into it. it I again, because like a lot of this stuff is I for fucking that. children. Uh, it's just when you compare like Guardians of the Galaxy, Mission Breakout, and Spider-Man Web Slingers to because those are the only two rides that are in Avengers Campus. Yeah. That's it. And then Marvel Superhero Island. <laughs> you, did the thing again. you got the, you got fucking the Hulk roller coaster, the Spider-Man ride. Um, there's that Doctor Doom free fall. There's those like spinny cups that are storm themed. Yeah. There's there's a lot more, and I think it's a lot bigger. It, it's in some ways, you know, as you already said, I don't know how how like super duper fair it is to compare those parks because they, they kind of operate on different levels. They do. And they do have different reasons for existing. But I do think... Different properties. With... I mean, fuck the properties. I think that with the amount of resources that Disney has, like, I think that as... I think Disney has way more resources than Universal. Mm. So there's no reason that in the theme park world that like Universal should be like honestly kicking their ass in pretty much every aspect with the exception of Disneyland. Disneyland is a very special anomaly. It is. And that's a whole nother conversation. But if we're going to stick to Florida, Universal Studios dominates Walt Disney World in every single way, as far as I'm concerned. But again, that could just be my personal tastes. And I like the Disney stuff. I just feel like I had a much, much better time at Universal. I really, really like. I just feel like with Disney, there's a lot more that's like geared towards kids versus like Universal. There's more that's geared towards adults. Um, and I mean, Kind of, but not necessarily. Like, um, I think that maybe instead of saying that like Disney's geared towards kids and Universal's geared towards adults, I think that Universal has better crossover because like Harry Potter is a really good crossover for people of all ages. Right. It definitely throws you in. Yeah. And then... They also have the Jurassic Park stuff, which I think is a great crossover. I think it's a great crossover, but I feel like a lot of the kids, well, I mean, with Jurassic World, I guess it's a good crossover. But like before Jurassic World, I feel like it almost kind of maybe got lost, Um, could have maybe gotten lost. Um, 
because like, sure, like kids like dinosaurs and everything, but like, do, had they really watched the Jurassic Park movies since the 90s? If there's a fucking parent out there that has not shown their kids Jurassic Park. I mean, Jurassic I'll kick Park, your ass, but like. <laughs> you need to be somebody. Yeah, you show your kids Jurassic Park. Let, let them see that T-Rex eat that asshole off let the toilet. Let them be horrified <laughs> by that by that visual and by the raptors. Yeah, no, I think that, um, I mean, again, before Chris Hemsworth became Jurassic world, I, you know, I, what's her bucket? The, 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 the cute Chris one with Hemsworth. The, the, you mean Chris Pratt? Womp womp. So who that the fuck one, is that's Chris the one. Hemsworth. Chris, I don't... Chris Hemsworth is the, uh, is Thor. Oh, I'm oh. fucking, I, I'm, I'm drunk. Thanks. We're getting um, there. We're getting there, <laughs> um, baby. <laughs> um, but the 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 lady with the pretty, you're fucking going pretty in face on this beer. and the eyes, you're you're not even the the hair and the eyes and the face and the you know the one the one that was like Braddy, the scientist, the Braddy scientist yeah, from the Jurassic World. The one that was Gwen Stacy in the third Spider Man movie. Okay, yeah, I don't know her name. I don't know. She's beautiful, but. Yeah, before that, before the gorgeous. You know, I think that this conversation is getting a little off the rails thanks to the alcohol. Thanks, alcohol. Um, But that is totally okay. If you're still rocking with us, you're rocking with us. Yeah. Um, Universal as a whole, I really, really enjoyed. I just want to say this super quick. Um, You know, I think that it wasn't getting off the rails. I was just distracted by hair and eyes. <laughs> I think that the whole uh, Harry Potter stuff is on another level. Um, if you are uh, a fan of those movies, um, I think you would really, really enjoy it. Um, if you're not a fan, I can understand why you wouldn't give a shit. Um, but I think that both of the... Um, the main, well, actually, there's more than two main rides in the Harry Potter. You know, we talked about Gringotts. We talked about Forbidden Journey. Um, the Hagrid's magical motorbike adventure, whatever the fuck it's that called. That one was really cool. That shit rules. Another super duper unique roller coaster. I lost my earring in that line. You, um, <laughs> it's like you're, uh, basically you, uh, the, the ride cars are like, if you've They're seen Harry Potter, with it's, a, a side it's, car. It's, a, it's a motorcycle with a sidecar. So you could de- you could decide if you want to sit in the sidecar or ride the motorcycle. And I think we rode Haggard's twice. We did. So did we we both one of us right. we did each, right? Each yep. time. So what did you like more? Do you like riding the bike, straddling the hog, or do you like being in the sidecar? The sidecar was nice because you could kind of just like sit and look at everything and it was just kind of like, hmm, this is nice. And you're riding a thing. And the bike kind of felt like you had to like actually like physically exert yourself a little bit more. And there was a little bit more core and sh- core strength involved whenever you made a turn and stuff because it, you didn't want to feel like you're going to fall off or anything because there's nothing around you. I mean, you're, you're se- literally just on it. You're with secured. A in. You're secured. You're in there with a seatbelt. <laughs> And there's like nothing crazy that happens or anything, but like you kind of want to move like you're moving on if you're on a motorcycle. I think that what is interesting 
I would say that when you're riding the bike, it is a more unique experience. I agree. But it kind of does the thing that I don't like. Makes you feel maybe, like you're driving. It does that thing where I can't look. I, I It's harder for me to pay attention to everything that's going on around me mm-hmm. because I'm still just like getting used to the fact that I'm riding a roller coaster where I'm straddled on a, uh, on a fake motorcycle. You're focusing it, on driving. And the ride's like not that long. Yeah. So, you know, you miss everything. So I mm-hmm. felt like when I rode at sidecar, I didn't feel so obligated because it was a lot more like, you're you just kind of sit sitting there and chilling. And, like, hmm. and I could actually like see all of the the goofy little stuff that was going yeah. on. But uh, it, it is a lot of fun. The theming is great. Um, unique experience. Super sick. Super sick. I, I love... I loved Universal. When we were there, we were there for their Halloween event as well. The Halloween Horror Nights. Great. I had a, a fucking blast. Yeah. Um, You know, worst blisters on my feet that maybe I've ever had in my life. But it, it was very well worth it. Um, Only because like we really like all day that shit. Um, We were there. We were there for like several days too. And we, we originally only planned on doing the Halloween Horror Nights one of the nights that we were there and it's a separately ticketed event. And I think we ended three. I think we ended up buying tickets at least two other times to go. Um just because like we were there and we had such a fun we went through every single haunt the first night that we were there. Yeah. There was no reason to go back other than the fact that we just wanted to be there and see more stuff. No, like we we did the the tour. We did the tour the lights on tour during the day and that made us want to go through a lot of the haunts a couple of times. We were actually, uh, um, yeah, we, so to clarify. Because there was different things that like we had missed maybe yeah, to, during the first time we went through. Yeah. And just nerd shit. To clarify, we did a, um, the lights on tour. It was basically like, so we went to Halloween Horror Nights um, on whatever night. And then the next morning we woke up Pretty early. It was like eight or nine o'clock in the yeah, morning. I think we had to be to there do, at like, eight. It was a guided daytime tour through six of the 10 haunts right. that they had. Um, so we were like in a small group with a tour guide that, you know, so we basically got to walk through all the behind the scenes stuff, get like private, essentially, it was a private tour of these haunts yeah. um, and get to like see how um, different gimmicks that they do work get to see more detail with everything in the houses right. and it was a lot of fun and we were actually we went into depth and stuff about how um how much time the makeup artists and everything have with each of the scare mm-hmm. artists and everything too and like what all goes into it yeah um, which it was, i thought was really interesting you know i think taking tours is a really cool thing and actually this is completely sidetracked and nobody that's watching this needs to know about this but um, I guess whatever. It's a podcast. So we're going to Seattle in April mm-hmm. to uh, visit our good friends, Heather and Nathan. Um, both of them have been on my podcast in the past. So you may know them from that or you just may them, know them because you know us and you know who we're talking about. But um, couple of babes. We're going to visit them. And last night after Stacy had fallen asleep, I was doing top secret research which I, I said to her just because I was being silly as she was passing out. He was being a stinker and I was like, what you got? Like I do. And he's just like, 
nothing you can't know top secret and i'm just like fine and then i fell asleep so i was thinking about like how cool tours are because not only when we were at universal we did that haunted house tour and also we did a full private guided tour of the parks Mm-hmm. with our boy, Mark. Oh my goodness, Mark, Mark. Mark was the dude. Okay, so legit could not have been a better match. I was wearing a Susie and the Banshees t-shirt with some like faux leather shorts. And he like picked up on that immediately and was just like, is that a band that you like or do you like that shirt? Because it's a cool shirt. And I was just like, I actually like this band. And so like we hit it up on Susie and The Cure and Nine Inch Nails and it was a whole thing. And I felt really bad for the other two people on our tour because they were obviously there for Harry Potter things. But like we were all just like, Trent Reznor likes to come to this park. And <laughs> yeah, our so our tour guide was basically a, a, a re- whole damn babe, a retired goth, or as we called them on the last episode, tired goth. Tired. Did we call them a tired goth? We're, no, that was a car conversation. That was a car conversation. This Shit. was not a co- uh, a podcast conversation. This was a like car conversation. Yeah. Um. But no, uh, not a retired goth either. I just feel like he was he was an elder. He had he was, friend, he had he friends. was an elder vampire. He, yeah, he definitely had friends who were goth adjacent. Super nice tour guide. A whole but, babe. Um. Anyways, I loved if, Mark. if you ever go, if you ever go to Universal, if you want to do everything in a day, um, and if you have an extra few hundred dollars, which I mean, if you're spending the money to go to Universal for a week, an extra few hundred dollars really isn't that much more extra money. Do the tour. Do the fucking tour. Because it was super sick. Um, But yeah, I did feel bad because it was just like, I think the size of your group can really depend on like how busy of a season it is. Yeah. Um, Like when we went, we really lucked out because we had a really awesome tour guide. And then just there was two other, um, two other people that were with us that we didn't know that were put into our group. And they were they, nice. They were nice, but were you could nice. definitely tell they were mostly interested in the Harry Potter stuff. And it was also weird because like for us, we took the tour. It was like our first time in the parks ever. It was like our first day there. Let's take the tour. Let's see where everything is and ride everything. And you could tell that they had been in the parks before. Right. So like there wasn't really anything new for them to see. Yeah, they weren't really, they didn't seem overly excitable. Whereas like we were just like, yeah, let's show us the thing. And um, there were like rides and things that Mark wanted to show us that they were just kind of like, um, and like we would go in through the back entrance and everything and got to skip the line. And it was just, it was spectacular. But like Mark was so knowledgeable and I like hope that like we're not just like gassing this up and like because Mark was so great that like the the rest of the 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 the, 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 the tour, tour guides, guides yeah um maybe hopefully are as great um but like he's been there he, I think he was saying that he had been in, he'd been employed there for like twenty years or something he and was like, working there for a super long time yeah but it like it it I just I don't know. I stand Mark forever because he had so much in common with us for no reason at all. And how, how, how did they know? How did they know? I think that was just luck of the draw, honestly, but. He even had his hair teased out. Like, God damn it. <laughs> so 
the thing that I have found from this was that put that um, man in my pocket. Taking tours is kind of cool. So I was looking into tours that we could take when we're in Seattle. Yeah. And like, there's like a tour that you could take of like, I think they call it old Seattle. Cause it's like a big, like underground city. That's kind of abandoned Ooh. now. It's fun. So you could take a tour of underground Seattle. So you can take me spelunking in Seattle. <laughs> it's not really spelunking, but it's, you know, there's that. Um, which I thought it would be cool because like, and the other thing I thought would be cool too, since it's a bigger city and there's like a huge, um, like wine and beer culture there. Actually, even though like, I kind of like hate the idea of brewery tours, that might actually be a good city to do it in. And they also have a really cute wine tour that I was looking at where like, basically they pick you up in a bus from your hotel and they take you like a half hour, like into the mountains to go to like some sick winery. Okay. It's like in the mountains and like they stop at some like little like uh mom pa candy store on the right. way so you can get candy and go to this winery like out in the middle of the fucking Washington mountains. I was like, that could be a fun thing to do. That sounds fun and um, cute. They also Seattle also has a really good like club scene and goth scene and all of that. Well we'll fun. figure that we, we're gonna we're gonna lean on Heather to help us out there. But um, they they have like a you know Seattle's a coffee city. Yeah, there's like a coffee tour that you can take. Um, and then there's also like um Pike Place Market, which is right. kind of um similar to um like the market in Cleveland or the market we've been to in Milwaukee. Other than this, but it's like a it's like where Starbucks got their start and all that right. stuff. It's a big food market, but there's like a um a chef guided food tour through the market that you can take. Which I think would be cool if we could do it vegetarian. Right. I was just going to say, I worry about stuff like that because a lot of them are meat centric whenever places do stuff like that. Well, when I was looking at the description on the tour, it was like, try, you know, a variety of breads and cheeses. And I think that like you could probably put, because I mean, Seattle's a pretty, I don't want to say hip city. But it, it is. And I'm sure that we're not going to be the first people ever that are vegetarians that right. want to take a fucking food tour. So I thought like something like that could be cool. Obviously, we're not going to do every single one of them. We could talk more privately about like what we might want to do, what we don't want to do. Because we're also only going to be there for a couple of days. And we do want to hang out with our friends while we're there. But right. also maybe our but friends we'll might want to go. October come on again too. And but there's more our friends might want to even come explore. on one of these tours with us. Because even though they've been living out there for a few months, I guarantee you there's probably some things they haven't gotten to do. But they're both working. So that would be fun. But um, just thinking about tours and thinking about that and thinking about um, just like how cool it is to go to a new place and to be guided around by somebody that is very knowledgeable about the area. And also too, like I love Stacy to death and we can talk about a bunch of things, but sometimes when you're like in the moment, it's always, it could be cool to have like a third party there. That's like, Oh, Hey, like this is the place that you should check out for X, Y, and Z reason. And then, you know, we get to hang out and absorb all of this knowledge. Like, I feel like I know so much more about Universal now. And I feel like my experience at Universal as a whole was better because we started it having that tour with Mark. And then the rest of the time that we were there, we were able to take like 
we were kind of all of that stuff that we absorbed of all of that yeah, stuff that we and like learned. get like a a, a a better understanding of the parks. I would love to do something like that in one of the Disney parks, but your boy don't got that much money. Mm-hmm. Give a shit. You know, um, I'm just saying a tour like that in Disneyland and getting to learn all of the nerdy stuff about like all of the architecture and the setup of things. I would die. But um, as far as I know, as far as I've looked into, those are a lot more expensive than the Universal ones. That's the other great thing about Universal is it is significantly cheaper than going to any of the Disney parks. Yeah. Significantly. I was actually talking with my friend Meg earlier. Um, she's a painter. Um, she goes by Megan Melly. Um, shout outs to Megan. She's an angel. Um, but she often goes to Disney and she was actually just talking about the CEO that's in charge of everything right now. And she said that they're doing a lot of cutbacks yeah. and that it seems like they're if doing you, a lot less talk, for more talk, money. And we it's could talk about Bob Chapek all you want. If you want to tell get, you about that, if you want to get real fucking nerdy. I, oh, is that the nerd? Is that his name? Oh yeah. I, but yeah, I guess I a lot of people are trying to like stuff than I, I guess ever, a lot of people are trying to vote him out right yeah, now because there's a lot of bad that's happening yeah. that fans and stuff all, are not happy about. All I do because uh, it's, it's less for more. It, yeah, all it's not all I do, but a big part of what I do during my days, especially when I'm at work at my day job in the in the office, <laughs> is I will listen. He works to at a record a lot of, company. A like, lot of podcasts and things and a lot of the stuff it's a lot of like Disney and Universal stuff because I am right. like a total fucking weeb when it comes to theme parks but yeah a lot of that stuff the inner the inner politics of how a lot of these theme parks work I don't really put the weight of that on your shoulders ever nor do I personally care I don't about really look it. into it um, that much because whenever I go to those places I'm just into enjoy it the same way it's, I am for movies it's really better not um, not to uh, think or dig too much into any of that stuff. But like as a result of like, it's usually just because like a lot of the stuff that I follow, they don't only talk about that stuff, mm. but sometimes they do. And I'm just kind of like, well, there's nothing else for me to listen to now. So I guess I'll just listen to this. Yeah. Um, you know, we can fuck, you know, we're, we're making pretty good time on this episode. I don't want to go too much longer. And I, I feel like there's still so much that hasn't been said. Um, you know, we haven't said a peep about anything Star Wars related um, in regards to- talk the, about Star Wars later. The Disney parks. Yeah, um, that's fine. We haven't talked about really any of the Disney stuff in depth at all. We barely scratched the surface on Universal, but fuck. You want to get me going on Disney, comparing Pirates of the Caribbeans, comparing- yeah. Uh, you know, well, we didn't get to ride the Disneyland Haunted Mansion because it had the Nightmare Before Christmas overlay, which was surprisingly cute. It was very cool. Um, there's a whole lot. So I do think that at some point in time, maybe not next week, I do think though at some point in time, we should do a more detailed breakdown of these parks. Um, maybe I- I'm very insistent on going back to... Um, Disney World and Universal sometime this year. And it's pretty much confirmed that I will be doing DJ gigs in LA. So it's very likely that Disneyland's going to happen again this year as well. So um, maybe after we've visited all of these parks again, 
Because I do think it would be fair because a lot, all of the parks that we've talked about today, we've been at more than once with the exception of Bush Gardens. But then Disney World, the Disney parks we've only been to each once and Universal we've only been to once. So I think it would be better to get a second visit at those parks and really kind of reassess, you know, get out of, uh, you know, what, what is it like whenever there's like a, like a, what do they call it when you're like in a new relationship and everything seems great and perfect? The honeymoon. The honeymoon phase, right? Yeah. I feel like kind of in a honeymoon phase with uh, Disneyland and Universal, right? And Disney World's maybe getting left behind unfairly. Maybe we need to go hang out with Disney Disney World again. Although I, I don't like- I don't really give a fuck about ever going to Epcot again. Uh, but we're going to have to to ride the Guardians of the Galaxy ride. I would go back to Epcot. And also they that- have the Ratatouille ride now. The thing is, okay, Jesus Christ, this podcast is going to be three hours long. I would like to go to Epcot, not during the Food and Wine Festival. Yeah. Because I feel like it just brings so many extra people to the park and it made it really... There was just too much going on and it made it really unenjoyable. I didn't feel like it was unenjoyable. I just felt like the reason to go to Epcot was to eat and drink and during that time. And like, I didn't have any more room in my stomach. <laughs> <laughs> like they did, they, they definitely did a really good job as far as um, like at each booth having like a vegetarian or vegan option, sure. which was really cool. And um, I, I don't know. I feel like we just need to plan stuff like that better versus like trying to like each get something, get like one thing and share well, it. The thing I think that is going to be really good about, especially the next time that we go to Disney World, because even though we were there for pretty much a week, I think six days. Yeah. Um, that's not enough. Right. For four very big theme parks, plus all of the other stuff that's surrounding it, it's just definitely not enough. But I do think now that we've kind of had the, the, a good, I, like, I have a very good idea of that park as a whole. Now I know like what I would do and what I wouldn't want to do again. Mm-hmm. Like there's definitely a lot of things that we could easily skip. And not have to put time into doing. And that way we could put more time into exploring things that we want to visit. Like right now, like as is, I don't need to go to Animal Kingdom again. The, 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 I think the most fun that we had at Animal Kingdom was what the most fun I had was watching you play with goats. And you could do that pretty much anywhere. We don't need to do, we don't need to be in fucking Disneyland in order for you to do that. The Pandora shit. Just get me a go. The Pandora shit was super sick to see, but like, I don't give a fuck about Avatar as a movie. And like, the dark ride was cute. The flight of passage thing was fun. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's just, I I liked the dark ride. I just wish that the animatronic wasn't broken. Yeah. Um, every animatronic is broken. The fucking, in the, in like, on, um, God damn it. The, that podcast that you watch. Yeah. Uh, in, uh, what is, Expedition Everest. Yeah. Is that the name of that ride? Yeah. God damn it. Fun ride, but yeah, the Yeti doesn't work. Yeah, he was broken. So there's just no working animatronics in Animal Kingdom, apparently. Which is a bummer because, like, the, I guess, like, Disney World is like, Disney in general is known for, like, their animatronics and, like, most of them are broken during the time that we were there. It's yeah. like, why? 
why hype it if they're just going to the, be busted? That was the weird thing, right? I think that's what kind of threw me off the most about the Disney World experience. And maybe it was just luck of the draw when we were there. Yeah. Disney The World, projections were fine too, but like I would have rather have seen the animatronic. Disney World, just a lot of it, not all of it, but a lot of it feels cheap to me. Cheaper than I would have expected it to. Like Avatar, like... On the surface, that whole land of Pandora is cute. Mm -hmm. But like in the Flight of Passage ride is cool. And the Dark Ride is great. But it also like, it just feels cheap. It's just like... Well, like the Pandora ride, I almost kind of could compare that with the E.T. one at Universal. And I prefer E.T. Wait, are we comparing Flight of Passage to E.T. or the Pandora or the the Dark Ride? The Dark Ride. What is that? The uh, River... River Journey, Navi River Journey, Navi yeah. River or something. Oh, I guess like because like, especially with like the second half of the E.T. ride at Universal, like yeah, when E.T. is on his home like planet. hyper like psychedelic. <laughs> that, that is a really interesting comparison, actually. That's funny. That's just kind of um, where my brain went. Sure. Um, the Yeah, I, 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 I agree with you. I really like the E.T. ride yeah. um, a lot. It's like super cheese and dated and I get it, but like undeniably charming as far as I'm concerned. I, Brian isn't on board with this, but I made the, 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 the comment to Brian that E.T. would be really fun to watch or to like go through on mushrooms. Yeah. So um, Stacy has this ex-life that she doesn't want to tell me about when she was a fucking druggie. I wasn't a druggie. Taking all these mushrooms. I did fucking, mushrooms twice. Fucking drug addict. I told you about it. You're a fucking. But no, I think that it would be. I would. I think that it would be a really hippie. fun, weird experience to go through that on I'm, mushrooms. I know, so. I, I'm. I'm just. I'm just kidding. I, I. I want everybody to know that I don't care that Stacy has done mushrooms. But you. I, you can have it. I. I definitely. It's. For you. it's I just don't. I don't. I think maybe like I understand it, it, and I don't want you to be uncomfortable. I think it really like taps into like it's weird. I feel like I feel comfortable with like friends of mine doing drugs because I grew up around friends of mine doing drugs, but like I have a really hard time with like my like romantic partner and you know people that I dated in the past with them doing drugs because I feel like it's a different connection. And like for with somebody that like I'm dating, it feel it reminds me more of like my family doing drugs, which bothers me. And like, cause I think I think of you as like right. family. And uh when it comes to just like random people that I know or friends, like that just reminds me of like being in high school. It's like a, it's like weird how that's subdivided in my brain and probably something for somebody with like uh a PhD or some sort of medical doctorate to kind of break down because I, I don't know. We're all allowed um, to have our boundaries. I think that, uh, but anyways, we're I think comfortable that, with things and we're not and comfortable inter- with things. I think that an episode talking about, I'm always fascinated to learn about these things though and why people are into these things. But um, E.T. and Navi River Journey or whatever the fuck it's called, Pandora. Yeah, I, I do see those similarities. Um, shit, I feel like Again, we're just like really, really super duper scratching the we surface. We kind of got off a rail a little bit too. Well, I think that's what podcasts do. You kind of go I off. I guess the, that's fair. You go off the rails. I think that um, we're we're reaching the point where 
Um, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to have a two hour podcast or anything like that. Mm -hmm. That's a very long time. Um, but what should I say? I think that we should put a pin in this conversation. I mean, there's definitely plenty more that we could talk about in regards to the Disney parks in regards to universal parks. Um, but I think that those are things that we can revisit later, um, especially after we have revisited all of these parks, which will probably happen this year. More than likely, we'll probably go back to all three of them. Um, so, yeah. We will talk about them later. I'm also starting to feel a little drunk after finishing that whiskey. <laughs> oh, my God. We're rambling. I don't know what else to say. Um not good at ending podcasts. We'll edit this in a way if it, that's efficient, I suppose. Or I will. Brian will edit it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not in charge of any of that. Um, I will say that, so the, what I was hoping that people would get out of this conversation is just some insight into some very, very surface level experiences that me and you have had sure. having fun as a couple in, you know, we get a lot of enjoyment, I think out of these trips. I think it's a fun thing to do. I think it's nice to get out of town and be like taken away to kind of like a different place. I think that's, what's great about theme parks. I think that's, what's great about universal and the Disney stuff is that like, you know, if you're looking for, and escape from reality. And if you're into or have any sort of nostalgic attachment to anything from any of those uh, Disney or Universal related things, Harry Potter, Jurassic Park, whatever, um, I think it's worth going. Uh, it was, it's a lot of fun. You could go for a couple days or you can go for a whole week, whatever you could make happen. Or if you're just looking for something maybe that isn't so, um, pop culture focused. I think places like Cedar point are great. If you're into just like the thrill rides and you don't necessarily yeah. need all of the pop culture attachment of star Wars or Marvel or Mickey mouse or anything like that. And Those yeah, are a lot of great Jones. options too. You know, a lot of people, I think, especially in our age range, it's really easy to kind of get stuck in this um, grind of like, well, I, you know, I work and then if I'm going to go out, I'm not going to make time to do things that I want to do. And again, just speaking from personal experience, like we don't really have any friends that do this kind of shit that we do. And I feel very confident that a majority of the people that we do know would enjoy all of these things. I think that it's just kind of overlooked because a lot of people think of theme parks, amusement parks is something for kids or like they don't want to go if they don't have um, children to go or they think straight it's a lot Straight like more. roller coasters because they're afraid of heights or they don't like that, like yeah. being shook around and stuff. But you don't necessarily, I mean, then don't go to Cedar Point. But yeah. you don't necessarily have to go to Cedar like Point. Some people just think this amusement parks are scary as foot. Yeah, I get it. I get it. It's not for everybody, but I think yeah. that, I don't know. I think that I'm saying this as somebody that I think genuinely has like very boring tastes and things. Like I think that I'm pretty 
I think I have a pretty mediocre palate when it comes to the things that I enjoy. Like there's some off the wall stuff that I like, but for the most part, it's all pretty normal. Like, okay, like I, I, maybe there's some weird heavy metal music that I like, but outside of that, it's like, yeah, I want to go to Disneyland. Yeah, I want to watch Queer Eye. These are like normal things that are in the, uh, the lexicon of very typical boring pop culture. And it's interesting to me that we don't have more friends that are like tuned into that. But again, that could just, there's definitely people that do enjoy doing it. It's not like when we go to these places, we're the only people there. So it's interesting being like the two people that we know that are kind of like super duper into this out of all the people that we know, we know a lot of people and we've definitely like, try to plan trips with other people to go to places, which we've done a couple Kennywood trips with some good friends and uh, Cedar point we did. Um, But I mean, like, you know, it would just be interesting to get more people on board. If you're a cute couple that wants to go on a trip or even not a couple, you could just be friends. It doesn't matter. Yeah. We're always, we're always, we're always, we're not always looking for people to hang out with. You're nice people and you want to walk arm in arm with me, then let's go. Hey. Let's go do it. What am I supposed to do? You can walk arm in arm with another person. Wow. With the other person. You know. Is this a polyamorous relationship? Uh, <laughs> Ikea. That was a good joke, though. You got to give me that. That was pretty fucking funny. Um, with all of that being said, we will pick this up at some point in time in the future. But next week, we should do something that is not pop culture focused. I just don't know what it is yet. We'll think about it. We're derailing. We could do an episode about drugs that aren't drugs. Drugs that aren't That drugs. we're probably addicted Dr- to. Yeah. Sugar. We could, potentially. We still didn't talk about Jonathan. That's okay. We'll get to it. We'll Maybe to that's it. a good way to tie that in. Yeah. Because I think we've both been feeling some type of way about ourselves after watching that episode silently. I don't think we've had like a discussion about we it out loud. But I think that we're both kind of like, Ugh. and I think that that's actually, that's a good, that's good for next week. That's what we're going to do next week. Right. All right. Yep. Let's see cool. how much more damage we do to our bodies in the next seven days. It's fun. Cool. Well, until then, um, Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Whatever it was, maybe both. Um, Stacy, thanks for hanging out with me. Thanks for coming all the way to our house. Yeah. Thanks for inviting me downstairs next to my office where I literally was all day. Anytime. Anytime. Okay. I love you. And we, as a team, care about you all very much. Thank you so much for watching. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye.